there's a point that I would like to make here that when Abigail went to meet David see she went without telling her husband her husband yes he is the head of the household even though he was behaving like the tail but one thing I want to stress he was the head but Abigail as a woman set the tone for her house women set the tone of the house so when she spoke to David again we'll say it again that she admitted that her husband Nabal was wrong she took the pay that Nabal refused to pay David she asked for forgiveness all that is setting the tone of her household letting him know that she is a Christian woman God is at is in her household through her she set the tone God is in Nabal's house through me the wife God is there and with her talking about God and reminding David um, of the consequences of acting in anger and um, not leaving the vengeance to um, to the Lord she spoke about God she spoke about the Lord so she set the tone for her house and it saved her household so women you set the tone for your house even though your head may behave like the tail you set the tone you are the woman of the house the woman of the house set the tone okay so i want you to remember that so when abigail returned home she wanted to um talk to her husband about what she did see because she's a christian woman she's she was going to tell him but when she found Nabal, she found him drunk, having a feast, having a good time. See, and actually Nabal could have invited David to this feast, but he didn't. All right. So once Abigail saw that her husband was drunk, she left him alone. See, she used her wisdom. See, she looked at him and said, you know what? I'm not even going to um, try speaking with him right now because it's not going to go well. He's drunk. All right. So women, sometimes um, we can follow her example, Abigail's example. Sometimes we need to leave the conversation alone at that time. Sometimes we need to come back later see she said she went back to him the next morning see sometimes we need to leave it till the next day or the next two days sometimes we just may need to leave the conversation alone period okay so she used her wisdom she didn't get upset she she didn't drop poison in his food she didn't throw hot grits on him she didn't kill him she didn't argue with him in front of people she didn't call him any names 
Okay. So this is an example of where we could um, learn from Abigail. Doing those things is taking matters into our own hands, and that's not what we should do. So back to Abigail. She talked to her husband the next day, and she told her husband what she did. And the scripture says that as she told him what, as she told Nabal what she did, his heart died within him and he became as stone. Some authors say his heart became as stone. But we do know what's consistent is that in 10 days, God smote Nabal, see, and he died. So God killed Nabal. This is an example of when we let God take care of situations. See, God said vengeance is his. So we don't have to do anything you know, to um, our husbands um, that are behaving like the tail, you know. We don't have to do anything. We can just leave it to the Lord. And again, you know, I want to remind us that women set the tone of the household. We may not be the head, but we set the tone. And we all know that if, if, Mama is not happy in the house. <laughs> you know what they say. If mama is not happy, nobody is going to be happy, really. <laughs> oh, yes, and that, and that is true. And so I've often wondered, and, and like you may be wondering, how did such a wise woman like Abigail end up with a husband like Nabal? Well, I've, I've never found anything in this, you know, in my readings that, you know, said why I've been reading about Abigail, you know, you know, throughout the years, but we can say probably it wasn't an arranged marriage, you know, back during that time. So it was probably an arranged marriage and that's who she had to marry. But think about it. There are many Abigails today. There are many Abigails today, and it's by their own choice. And so um, here we can think about where the scripture says that it's not good to be unequally yoked. Now, I don't know how you came about your navel. You know, I don't know what your situation is. I don't know the, you know, the bad habits that your husband have. I don't know how he's taken on the character of, um, you know, not being the head. You know, he's he's bringing up the tail, you know, leaving a lot for you to have to take care of, you know, as the woman. 
But remember, the woman sets the tone for the house. And remember the disclaimer that um, I don't believe that God wants a woman to live in a situation of abuse. And I don't know, I don't think that God would want a woman to stay, you know, to, in a situation where her children are being abused. And I'm going to call out the abuse again, sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse. Um, I, I just don't believe that God wants the woman and child to be in that situation. So we are not, this is really not for abusive situations. Remember, you're supposed to dial 911, call the woman's shelter, okay? Get some help, all right? So, but back to what I was saying, that I don't know what the story is with your husband and how you know you married him and I don't know what he's doing um, um, as as a neighbor, <laughs> the husband neighbor. I don't know exactly what's going on in your marriage. But just know that sometimes there, there are women that are God-fearing women. They're tender, they're gentle, they're sensible. They're uh, noble women in their ideas. And somehow or another, they end up with a man like Nabal. And I know of some preachers, evangelists, female women that um, have husbands that, that are alcoholics. Now, this is no secret. They, they preach about it. And um, so it's, it's no secret. But I will say that these women carry on with the Lord's work. Okay. And I know that they set the tone for their homes. So uh, there's, there's, you know, rules, boundaries, um, you know, I know that they don't let anything happen to their children. Okay. So just know that if you are in the situation of having an able, uh, minus the disclaimer, you know, we're not talking about any abuse, sexual abuse with children or wives or anything like that. Just know that the Lord sees all and that the Lord is going to take care of it. You know, we'll just have to do our part as women, you know, as woman, as a woman, you have to do your part. And we're going to take a look at some scripture that tell us about that. And just remember that you set the tone for your house. And some of these scriptures will help you understand how you set the tone for your house. You know, you want the best environment that you can have in your home with your kids. And so first we'll take a look at Colossians 3.18. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting into the Lord. See, so we have to stay in character. 
women. Women have to to um, do what's fitting to the Lord. Okay. Ephesians 5 and 33 says, however, let each one of you love his wife as himself. Now, this is the scripture that we use for the husbands, the, the Christian men. But here is the second part. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. So when you respect your husband, it sets the tone of the house that is peaceful. See, because you're given, um, you're given respect there. And there is some level of peace there in the home. Colossians 3.18. This is another, it's the same scripture, but it's another, I don't know if this is NIV, but whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. See, so whatever you do throughout the day in your home and whatever situation you deal with, think about Abigail and how she used her wisdom. So whatever situation you're handling, remember you're working unto the Lord. So whatever you do, you're doing this unto the Lord. So your responses that you give to your husbands should be respectful. Whatever you do should be respectful because remember, you're working unto the Lord. You're working in your house as a wife unto the Lord. You're a mother working, taking care of your kids unto the Lord. Okay? Yes, he's the head of the house, but you're working unto the Lord. Okay? And so the Lord doesn't expect for you to do anything that's against his word. See? So you follow God's word. You put God first. And see, I've, you know, this reminds me that I've heard some women when I was growing up. I was young, very young, and I, I heard them say something like, well, the husband is the head of the house. So it, the discussion was about women that let that that know that things are going on with their children and they um, turn their head because they said the husband is the head of the house. Now, it is sad, but there are some preachers out there and first ladies that will teach women to to. Um, suffer the abuse and suffer knowing that their children are being sexually abused. And I just don't think that lines up with the word of God. So this is why I brought this um, back up that because whatever you do, see, it's supposed to be unto God. And so if you are a part of people that's telling you to stay when you're telling them that you're being abused and battered and your children are being abused, dial 911. Find a shelter and then get connected to 
a real um, Christian believing, Bible believing, Word of God church to give you help. Okay. Because Colossians 3.18 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. So whatever you do in your house, you're working unto the Lord. So that means you're not doing anything uh, contrary to the, the word of God. That's against the word of God. Okay. First Peter 3 verse 1 through 2. I love this one. Likewise, like, I'm sorry, likewise, wives. Let me say that again. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husband, so that even if some do not obey the word, so even if your husband don't obey the word, they may be one without a word, but by the conduct of their wives, and when they see your respectful and pure conduct, then that will win them over. See? So if you do everything unto God, and you watch what you say, you... Um, you, 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 can't, you can't do the eye for eye, tooth for tooth. So it says that even though your husband may not obey the word, okay, they can be one without a word. So they can be won over by your conduct and by the respect that you give. And your pure conduct will win the husbands, the unbelieving husbands over to the Lord. That, that's powerful. <laughs> that's powerful. And I know that I remember um, praying one time about something. And I'm telling you, I heard you change. And I said, well, Lord, me, I didn't do nothing. I Blah, 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 blah. And I heard again, you change. I heard it clear as day. And then the discernment after that, that I felt down in my heart because I was still praying was why is it that you're letting people um, control how you're feeling? So why, why, why do these people mean so much until they're controlling uh, your behavior and why are you letting these people weight you down so in other words I needed to change because something wasn't right until these people were bothering me so that um, I was you know worried by it okay so Always be respectful and have and, and, and conduct yourself according to the word, because the Lord says that it could win your husband over. It can also win other people to Christ, you know, people on your job, 
you know, people in the schools, uh, in your neighborhood, wherever. It could win people over to Christ just by them looking at you and you're being respectful and they're paying attention to your conduct in situations where most people would get angry. Titus 2 and 5 says to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, and submissive to their own husbands, then they will not bring shame on the word of God. Woo! Praise God. So I, I know we I know we're not perfect, okay? But this says that if we are self-controlled, that means we're watching our mouths. We're, uh, we have pure conduct. We're respectful. It says pure. Working at home and also being kind and submissive to our husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word. So when we do these things, praise God. We don't shame God. We don't bring shame to God. We don't bring shame to Christian women. We don't bring shame to the character of Christian women. We don't bring shame to God, you know? So nobody can say, oh Lord, look, look at your Christian woman misbehaving, you know? So I, I think these two scriptures, you know, um, they're, they're very powerful. And these two scriptures also help us to set the tone for our homes. Remember, ladies, we set the tone for the house as women. The men are the head. Even if they behave like the tail, the Lord gives you scriptures to help you through it. Everything you do, you do unto the Lord. Okay? And you use self-control. You have pure conduct. You're always respectful. And these things will help you set a good tone for your house, a tone of Christian character in your home, a tone of peace in your home, a tone of stability will be in your home for your family, even if the head behaves like the tail. See, the Lord is powerful. See? <laughs> See? Even if the husband is not acting right, you see, the word of the Lord, see prayer, reading scriptures, conducting yourself according to the word of God, and letting whatever you do honor God. Everything you do, do unto God. And the Lord can come in and give your household peace. See, even in a time of trouble, the Lord will give you peace in Jesus' name. 
So again, ladies, remember that as women, the wife, you set the tone for your home. In Jesus' name, amen.